1: And welcome back to Call of Cthulhu Mythos Mysteries. I'm your keeper, Travis, and we've got some spooky players who are going to investigate spooky things for you guys to meet and grow to love before they all die. Mm, let's introduce them, starting with A-A-A-A-A-Ron.
2: That sounds like my childhood. I mean, hi, I'm Aaron. <laughs> I play uh, the FBI agent, Norman Weston. And also his other nine personalities. Next, Daniel.
3: Um, Daniel, I play the archaeologist known as Texas Powers.
4: I'm Michelle, and I play Clara Connor.
0: I'm Ariel, I play the secretary, Ruth Elwood, who may or may not die this episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whew, we'll find out. So real quick rundown. Our investigators found their way to the Gilman House Hotel, got a conjoining room. Uh, Some of them had some nightmares, lost some sanity. They decided they were going to head to a pawn shop. On their way out, the skinless woman was being very rude to the hotel owner. Our investigators decided to go another way. They dropped out a second floor Well, I guess it should have been a room, but it was all burnout. Um, Clara and Texas both got hurt doing that. Ruth decided she was going to intervene with the skinless woman. And Morgan said he was going to stick around to try and keep an eye on Ruth. The very last thing they heard was the skinless woman telling Ruth she missed her so much. So, Morgan... You hear her say, Oh, Ruth, I've missed you. But that's all you hear.
2: Can I stealth so I can see them?
1: Yeah, go right ahead.
2: Ooh, that is a 6% out of you s-
1: 50. You don't just blend into the shadows, you become the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Okay, so you, uh, the second floor hallway, you sneak up to the landing, and you see Ruth is halfway down the stairs, and the skinless woman, Jillian, is down at the bottom, and her arms are wide open, ready to embrace Ruth. Her right arm is just covered in gore from when she murdered the (sighs) keeper of the hotel. And Ruth is standing there just staring at her.
0: I'm gonna kind of like lower my eyes a little bit, uh, but still being able to see her. Okay. And you said you had my medicine.
1: Oh, Ruth, maybe I do. And I need an explanation for this. And her arms are wide out and her left arm bends at the elbow and she takes one index finger and slowly points to her forehead where you shot her and there's that bullet in there I need an explanation for this dear girl you explain this and you will get your medicine
0: you know I had had been off of my medicine and I I'd done some regrettable things I'm very sorry
3: Mm mm-hmm
1: We've sent some people out to make sure that you are on your daily regimen. The man at the train station said he gave you that in a note, but you were very rude to him. But he also said one of your (laughs) little friends gave him, gave him almost a, a wealth of money. And she's not moving like she's her arms are outstretched and she's got one finger the fingertip is almost in the bullet hole and her eyes are wide and she has just got a like a rictus grin it 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 hurts to look at her even because of how i can't explain i can't do it justice she looks like a gorgeous daydream mixed with murder Please explain Being off medicine doesn't explain what you did to to me.
0: I think I had a lapse in sanity.
1: Oh, darling, come, come, come to me. So Morgan, you you hear all of this and you you see, you, you see what's going on and you are at the, you're hiding, you're up against the wall in the shadows right at the top, you are maybe five steps, Ruth is five steps down from you.
2: I just want it to be known that during the first stealth, I already had my freaking knife out and ready to jump if I need to. Okay. I will jump on top of this bitch.
0: (laughs) Okay. I'm gonna gonna go down a couple steps, but not, within arm's
1: reach of her. Okay. When you start coming down, she relaxes and she reaches in and she pulls out a fully loaded syringe and the candlelight coming in from the lobby hits that syringe and glistens and glints and you feel feel every bit of your addiction just biting at you. Um, I'm going to need you to roll me a constitution.
0: Oh yeah, barely. But yeah, thirty-eight okay.
1: under forty. Okay, you you you're sweating, but you you you're fighting the urge to just run down the stairs to her. Texas and Clara. Texas, you get up and you've got this shard of charred wood up under the skin next to your ribs, and Clara, you've got a rusted spring through what did I say? Your leg. My arm. Your arm. All right. You've got you've got a rusted spring that is just punctured and kind of twisted its way near your bicep. Um, you're both laying there. And you are just uh, this area you're in. It's an outer brick shell of a section of the hotel that has just been burnt out. You can see through the windows. You can smell fresh air. Uh, Well, as fresh as mouth air can be. Um, You're both outside. um, But you're both laying there. What are you doing?
3: I'm going to kind of look over her. That did not go as expected.
4: Not at all.
3: I'm going to pick myself up, pull the piece of wood out of my, like... Because you said it, it broke the skin, some.
1: Uh, yeah, it's like a large splinter that's up under the skin. It did
3: three can points I, of damage. It did three points can, of damage to you. So can I can I grip it to pull it out? Oh uh, yeah, yep. Yeah, yes, so you I'll, can. I'll pull it out. Hopefully, I just don't bleed. I mean, it might. Was it just more of a graze? But it's stuck in like a splinter does.
1: It went up underneath your skin, a couple of inches. It's a chunk of
3: wood. I mean, am I going to bleed a, out if I take it out? Uh, do you have any first aid? Ha ha ha, ha. <laughs> uh, A little bit of first aid, but it's probably nowhere near what I need.
1: All right, Clara, you see he's grabbing at that. Do you have any first aid? Nope. <laughs> do you want to assist him? If it starts bleeding, you can assist him to help him stop the bleeding.
0: You know who yeah. has first aid? Hmm. The one in the other group. No, I yeah, I'll, I'll help. I have him. a lot in first aid. Jesus. I'll All right.
1: Him. So, Texas, are you pulling this out? Yeah. All right. Go ahead and pull that out. Um, but give me a. F- you pull it out and it. Oh, oof. It hurts. Um, and Clara, you're laying there and you're watching. He sat up and he's struggling to pull this chunk of wood out from his coat. But when he does, it's ble- he's bleeding. Not quite profusely, okay. but he's also got a leather jacket on.
4: All right. I'm going to kind of push his leather jacket to the side and put pressure on it.
1: All right. Um, So both of you roll me first aid checks. And I believe the base first aid check is just is 30% on its own. Correct? Yeah.
4: Yes. All I right. got 13 under 30.
1: I got a Whew. 44 out of 30. <laughs> All right. So um Clara... Okay, you know she rolls over. She she kind of crawls her way over, and as you're doing that, it's just the pain from doing it. You're not. You don't know to grab yourself or to to just scream. Texas, like Claire. She reaches her hand up into your coat, and she's just she. It hurts, but she's got her hand over the wound. And Claire, you feel it's like a two inch gash in his skin. It did. You couldn't. it didn't puncture your. It didn't break your ribs, Texas. It didn't puncture a lung, but it just went up. It went up and caused a lot of... De- Ugh, it hurts. There you go, so Morgan. But Clara, Texas, when she does that, you see she's got a rusted spring that's almost kind of twisted its way into her arm. The arm she's not using to just squeeze your side to help you
3: stop from bleeding. <laughs> so... Am I able to tear any of my shirt or anything to help, like, wrap around, like, grab some of, like, the bottom of my shirt and tear it, where I could potentially just wrap it around my midsection over yeah. the wound? go for it. So I will do that if she's holding the wound since she knows how to—the mm-hmm. pressure she needs to keep and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so— And then I'll wrap that around.
3: <clears throat> All right, with—
1: with Claire uh, with Claire's help, uh, you have that bleeding has slowed down considerably. But man, it still hurts. She's got a spring stuck in her arm.
4: I'm going to attempt once he's finished tying the shirt around him. Why are you shaking your hand down?
3: We probably should seek medical help for yours.
1: All right, so it's a small it's it's a small puncture wound with a spring twisted into it. You could probably start twisting the spring in the opposite direction to have it pull back out. Um, All right, I'll do you're that. gonna bleed,
4: but not like him. right?
1: Not as badly as him. Now his his damage was higher in the rolls.
4: Okay. So I'll do that and then uh, once I get it out, I'll pu- apply pressure.
1: Alright. And then if you could uh if you could help tie
3: me tie you tie your arm just like mine. Yeah. yeah.
1: Alright, go ahead and both both of you give me uh you know, if he's helping you, he will do an an easy first aid roll for you, Clara. So okay. go ahead and do that. It's we'll give you ten percent huh. bonus on huh. your first aid.
4: I got twenty one under thirty.
1: Cool. Twenty one under,
4: under forty.
1: Yep. So all right, so yeah. Uh you tie off the it's he, the rag that what you use to tie off your arm with it, it, it's soaking with blood but you're not bleeding out and it's not so bad as to where you can't use your arm anymore
3: Okay. okay. I am going to grab the piece of wood that broke that I had and the spring that she had stuck in her arm and okay. I am going to try and pocket them
1: All right, you've got like a leather you know your leather man bag your not Indiana Jones bag <laughs>
3: Yeah, No, I figure if she could smell us better not to leave a trail. Oh, if she finds us, smart. she finds us. But if she has pieces to track us like, you know what I mean? Oh, they were here. Oh, they were here. Oh, they were here. Mm-hmm. Might be harder. Because she did say she could smell somebody. I still think it was Morgan. <laughs> I guess we're going to go to South and Adams. so
1: if you look at the map, you see yes. where that number three is um, yes. on the back of that. Number three is like a number 22.
3: Uh, I see a 12.
1: Uh, no, on 12. that on that same building where the number three oh, yeah, is, yeah. that's hotel near the back is like 22.
3: Do you see that? Yeah, it does look like a 12. Okay. But yeah, that's I see
1: what that's mind. the that's the section of the building you guys are in. So
3: we just have to go. So if you walk straight
1: out, you'll end up on Bates. You'll end like you'll end up on Bates street.
3: Yeah. Okay. And then we just have to go down one street.
1: Okay. All right. So the two of you are getting ready to leave um, and head out onto Bates street. Ruth. There's Jillian is standing there at the bottom and she is just smiles and sunshine and she's holding a fully loaded syringe in the candlelight is glinting off of it and you're sweating because you you want that in your veins and Morgan you see this interaction and you kind of get a feeling that Ruth is she's going to just start heading down those stairs
0: yeah I'm gonna have my hand out and just get a little bit closer for it for the syringe
3: okay alright
0: Wait until, I guess, I get closer for her to give it to me.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. You know Mommy does this. Mommy does the shots this time. All right, uh, Morgan, you hear, Jillian, you hear this monster of a woman call herself Mommy when she's talking to Ruth. And she's got this, with your, with your, uh, you're Morgan now, correct? Yep with your uh, law enforcement background you know what's in this syringe you know it's it's something you probably shouldn't be shooting up into your arm
0: please let me do it this time mm. i it's been so long i would like the feeling of doing it myself
3: oh because please.
1: you asked so politely you can and she Turns it around and she holds it out in her hand. Her just open palm. She's holding the syringe out. Anything for you. Just don't shoot me again.
0: <laughs> I won't shoot you. I promise.
1: I have to get a new hairdo now.
0: You still look just as beautiful as always.
1: Oh, <coughs> you flatter me. Ah, come and get your medicine, darling.
0: I'm gonna... Like, you know, reach for it without, like, just yanking it, you know, like... Uh-huh. Grab it. Yeah. So do I have a hold of the syringe?
1: Uh, your hand is, like, you're holding the syringe and your hand is touching her hand and she's looking at you and she goes no darling you have your medicine and you are supposed to give me information the one the fly boy the one who should have died but didn't had something on his plane we wanted and you know that and she looks down and she's like we're gonna have to wash those filthy fingers of yours too filthy filthy girl
0: how close is she to me
1: Like her arm is stretched, her arm is stretched out, and you're right there. So arms length, three—not even three feet.
0: Okay. Um. Do I have?
1: Do I have hold of the syringe? By by now, you've got a hold of the syringe. Yes. You're not even looking at her. Your gaze is transfixed on this needle full of your addiction.
0: So I'm gonna have the the syringe. Uh huh. I'm going to put my left arm out. Okay. So, this is what I'm going to do. I'm taking the syringe and I'm stabbing it in her eyeball. Oh, I- f- sh-
1: fuck Oh, uh, that's not what I thought. I thought, okay. He was <laughs> ready for it. Yeah.
2: He was ready for a sleight of hand like you're going to fake putting it in your arm shit, I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right in the eye. Morgan, you are tense and ready to jump. Ruth, you have the syringe in your hand. Give me a dex check because this is gonna be gross. Ugh. Oh, that's
0: a whew, 38 out
1: of 45. <laughs> All right, so Morgan, you see Ruth and she's got the syringe in her, her, her right arm just, it's almost like a flash and the syringe, this metal and glass needle Goes in it goes into Jillian's eye and you can hear an audible pop and and the needle is sinking into her eye socket and skull. And Ruth, give me a strength check.
0: I'm gonna spend two luck. <laughs> okay. And at least it was only two. Yeah. I'm going it's gonna be 39 under 40. Alright.
1: So while you are you're thrusting this in You your hand is open and the palm of your hand shoves this syringe in and it's depressing the, the uh, plunger and you're just dumping this syringe full of heroin right into her skull and it is saturating and going over what she has left of a brain after you blew most of it out with that gun and it's seeping down into her brain stem and she just her head just kind of goes to the side and the other eye is just the pupil. and
0: oh ruth what did you do baby i didn't shoot you and i'm sprinting out of the door as fast as i can
1: (laughs) all right uh morgan you see jillian and she is like her shoulders have slumped and her arms are down to her side and she's not hitting the but her head is up and to the side and she takes a few steps back and she leans up against the wall and it's excruciating pain mixed with just her first taste of heroin and it's oh oh Ruth Ruth you pay for this and like a hand comes up to grab her face, but she just can't even muster the strength to grab the syringe, and she starts to slide down the wall. And what are you doing?
2: I'm gonna light a cigarette and walk down the stairs and head out after Ruth, <laughs> while flipping her off, You're
1: flipping her off in her one good eye.
4: <laughs> oh.
1: <Yeah. laughs> All right. And she, you go by, and like it's just it's a feeble stretch for her, and she's got. She's like trying to claw at you, but... uh, And you've seen this in your years of police work when you've picked guys up on the street with lots of track marks on their arms, and she's just in the throes of this. Oh, you come back, stupid man. So, Ruth is charging, hauling ass through the lobby, and she hits the front door and is outside and you are walking fast, trying to keep up the pace and you are now outside. (laughs) Um, Let's take a look at this. So, Ruth and Morgan, you are in front of the hotel and Texas and Clara, you guys have just kind of like pulled your way out through the back. Um, If you look at the map, Texas, you'll see you guys are out on the back of the hotel, the hotel is number three um, near the back where it says 22. That is kind of like the gutted area of the hotel. And you guys are near the corner of Bates street in Washington. And Ruth and Morgan, you guys are n- right there near the corner of Payne street in Washington.
3: Well, I'm going to continue down Bates Street until we hit Adam Street. okay
1: so you're trudging along uh Clara following following okay but you're both you're not making great pace you're both in pain no never yeah <laughs> uh Morgan and Ruth
0: what you doing heroin huh Um, is there like um? Hmm, is there like mud or something around here, like on the ground, um, is it muddy?
1: Across the street is the diner, and then you can tell it, it's a riverbank behind the diner.
0: Okay, I'm gonna go to the riverbank. Okay. And if I'm wearing. I think I'm wearing a coat. I'm not sure. I'm taking that coat off and throwing it in the water. All right. And then I'm taking the muddy, gunky stuff and covering myself with it. I'm trying to cover my scent. Okay. Basically. All right. And so I'm just covering myself in (coughs) nastiness. All right. And when I get done with that, um, Texas did tell me the directions. So then, I'm going to start heading that okay, way. Okay, so
1: Madlock Crocs in the house, muddy and gross <laughs> and stinky. All right, so you're gonna start heading that way, uh, Morgan. You see her; she just she 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 avoids your question altogether when you ask her about the heroin, um, and she she kind of yeah, you know, she heads and she does what she just said, and then she's just walking away from you.
0: If you follow her, like, she'll talk. She was just, like, beelining to get her sense.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with you because I have no fucking clue where I'm going.
0: And then, so then, when we're going there, and I'm not going to just walk. I'm going to not run, but very fast walk towards the place. Um, I'll explain it to you later.
1: (laughs) Uh, You guys, across the river, you will kind of see real faint headlights and car tires screeching, and you hear more gunshots. And... Right over the river and a bullet just hits the building right next to you. Then you're not sure if it was aimed at you or if it just happened to fly that direction.
0: At that point, I'm like jogging.
1: Okay. (laughs) So you guys have got to Adam Street. um, And we'll say... You guys have gotten to the corner of Bank Street and Adams Street and Texas and Clara, you guys are at the corner of Bates Street and Adams Street right now. You're about a block away from each other.
3: So I'm going to go south one block. Okay.
1: So you're heading down Adams to South Street and yes. uh, as you're getting down, you 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 and Clara are you, um, you know, Clara's helping you. She's kind of helping, holding you up, helping you go along. Um, and you guys are heading and you do see the front of Tariffson's pawn, big glass windows with, with, uh, bars over the front. Um, and you know, an op- a very small open sign in the door and you do see lights on the inside. I will head in. Okay. You open the door and the little bell above the door. Ting, ting, ting tinkles like almost like a triangle, like someone playing a triangle randomly.
0: Ding. <laughs>
1: and you go in and it is, it's a pawn shop. There are, there's old furniture there. There's some racks of clothes, some old pocket watches behind the, the counter. Um, but nobody's in there. You don't notice anyone in there.
3: That's fine. I'm gonna kind of stay in the, like, not the entryway, but like not too far from the entryway since Ruth and Morgan were supposed to meet us. I mean, it hasn't been that long difference-wise. Yeah, okay. I'll wait for a little bit to see.
1: Clara, what are you doing with him?
4: I'm gonna wait with him.
1: Okay. All right.
4: I'm going to wait with him because they're not here. Okay.
1: Um, (laughs) Morgan and Ruth, you guys make your way. It's, you know, you're going down a couple of blocks and there's no real. It's you. You're walking two blocks. Nothing major happens. You guys discuss whatever you're discussing. um, And you get to the corner and you do see Terrison's pawn shop. It's right there.
0: Okay, I'm going to go in and lock the door.
1: Okay, Uh, so you go in and ding. Again, it sounds like someone randomly playing a triangle. Ding. Um, That'll get annoying. Yeah. (laughs) You go in and you see it. It is. It's just junk. People have just brought in junk to get what they can. Um. That you don't see anyone you're not seeing anyone
0: but i see clothes oh yeah
1: yeah but like i said there are racks of clothes that people have brought in to try and they're just pawning what they can it's just to buy food just to pay for the few things they they need but you do see so i'm gonna clothes.
0: grab a set of clothes
1: okay I'm
0: gonna look around to see if there's any weapons anywhere.
1: So as you're adventuring along, collecting stuff, uh, Norman, what are you doing?
2: I'm gonna need to look at them guns.
1: <laughs> okay, well you don't see anything, but well, like, um, you you catch near the back of the store, you catch a, a an odor, a sniff that you recognize before when you've you've helped close down uh, jazz bars. Smells so like maybe there's somebody with some of the some of the devil's lettuce in this building. So maybe there's some reefer madness going on.
2: I'm gonna follow the smell. I'm gonna follow my nose. All right. Two can't stand no <laughs> shit.
1: Um, there's a there's a shelf, a metal shelf attached to the wall, and it is it's coming from behind the shelf.
2: can I search the shelf
1: for yeah go run right ahead should uh, be a spot hidden <gasps> 35 out of 52 35 out of 52. um nothing really out of the ordinary with the shelf but as you're checking you do notice you do notice you do notice the floor the, there's scratch marks almost in a half moon shape from one edge of the bookshelf from the so shelf I'm
2: trying to move the bookshelf in that okay. same pattern. Yeah,
1: and it, it does. It swings open, and there are, and the, there's a louder, much, it's almost like sleigh bells while you're moving. It. It's just ding ding jing, th- these bells are ringing the whole time, and you hear someone further in the distance. You open it, and you can't quite see in there, but you hear, <coughs> oh, no, oh, um, uh, I guess back room is open. Yeah. Back room is open.
2: So, uh, back room's open, guys. And girls.
1: Sorry. Um, you you turn the time. You notice the, you you notice at least the wound on Clara. Texas's jacket is ripped and his pants are blood-soaked on that side.
2: Can I render first aid to Texas.
1: I don't know, you roll for it. Tell me, can you?
2: Nope, 68. All right.
1: so you go over there and you take his coat off. (laughs) You help him take his coat off and you start probing around and you rolled a 68 out of what? 30. 30, okay, Texas. Uh, (laughs) Morgan is, yeah, he's coming over and he's being gentle and he's trying to see what's going on and one of his fingers slides past the bandage and goes into your skin. And just pops right back out. He's like, and Warren, he's you can tell he didn't mean to do it, but goddamn did that hurt.
3: Oh, what kind of doctor are you?
1: Didn't say it was a doctor.
0: Can I roll a spot hidden for a first aid kit?
1: Uh yeah, if you want to. Uh, I do whatever you want. 59 out
0: of 83.
1: 59 out of 83. You don't see a first aid kit, but there are sewing supplies.
0: Okay, I'm going to grab that. Okay. Is there, um, like, alcohol, vodka, or anything around here?
1: No, there is not. Your boy has a flask. Give me just full of it. Well, I'll turn and ask,
0: do any of you have, uh, alcohol?
2: Hold on. I'm going to search my bag. I'm going to pull out a flask. I don't know, check that.
0: I'm going to open it up and sniff it. Okay, yep. This is going to hurt a little bit but you're going to feel better afterwards. So, I'm going to sterilize the needle with the alcohol. Get some, you know, uh thread. Thread. And I'm going to start stitching you together. Oh fuck yeah. That's 37 out of 80. And then I'm going to turn to Clara. You're next.
4: feel
0: much better right now gonna sew you so uh you don't feel a thing because i rolled two percent out of 80 so all right so
1: texas and clara you're being stitched up and uh while this is going on you do hear a voice coming from the back um you know uh back room's open um if you're not going to shop, please close up and leave.
0: Where's your weapons?
1: Uh, I don't I'm not coming up there. Back rooms open.
0: When I finish up with them too, I'm going to go back there.
2: Okay. I've already been back there. So,
0: yeah, the that there's
1: a doorway and it leads into the, the wall's been kind of dug out and there's a staircase that leads down. Um, at the bottom of the staircase it is well lit but you can, there is smoke coming up from this room at the bottom of the stairs. Smells kind of skunky. Funky? You said? Funky skunky. <laughs> um, mm. You guys you know you, if you're all heading down there, you're all heading down there. You get to the bottom of the stairs, and its it looks like a speakeasy. Ah, uh, big nice red leather chairs. The walls are all covered in big red curtains. And there's a bar, a very well-stocked bar. And there are, like, glass uh, cabinets and countertops. And there's bookshelves. And it is just loaded floor to ceiling. And it, everything's been very well-maintained and sitting in a large red plush chair is Mr. Tariffson that you met at the cafe, the diner. And he is, he's in his suit and he's sitting there and he's got a pipe next to him that he's tapping out and he looks over slowly and, oh, my friends from the diner, I'm glad you could make it. It's not often I get a lot of Outside visitors to the back room. What can I help you with this evening?
0: Do you have any guns? Oh, <laughs>
1: we're getting right to it, huh? And he gets up and straightens his suit coat and his tie. And he walks over and he he opens a large wardrobe cabinet, and on either door are revolvers pistols, and in the middle are shotguns, rifles. I do have firearms, and he pulls out the drawers, and there are boxes of ammunition. I have what goes in them. I also have, and he's walking slowly, I have libations, if you care to partake this evening. And he's walking, and he points, if any of you are heavy readers. I've got some books here that you may not be able to find elsewhere. And he's going and he kind of he's got a shit-eating grin and he comes to a glass case and he puts both elbows on him and he puts his chin on his fist like a kid. And I've got some other reading materials for those of you who may be interested in more darker... Esoteric fiction, and when he says fiction, he winks at Texas fiction. And when he gets up, you know, he leans up from that, and he takes his handkerchief out and he cleans the top of this glass case off. And he walks back around to the bar and pours himself uh, a little a glass of whiskey. And he's sitting there sipping on it, just staring at the four of you.
2: Oh, I've already picked up two forty fives.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm going to pick one up as well. And get some ammo for it. Okay.
3: I'm going to go to the glass case and look and see if I can read some of these book titles.
1: Oh, in the glass case, Texas. The glass case, there are there are two manuscript. There are two manuscript pages. Um,
3: oh, it's just pages, and not actual. There's books. just
1: two pages there, and when you look at them, they are. It's very old. Uh, you think it might be papyrus. Um, it's you. You know, it can't quite be paper because it. It, it, just, it looks much thicker than paper would be.
3: Can I tell the language? Uh, you can.
1: It is Sanskrit. Dang, no
3: hieroglyphics. How much for these papers of fiction here? Uh, um, He,
1: behind the bar, he laughs. Oh! Oh, oh uh, we could always work out, uh, we could, we could work out a barter. We could work out a trade. There's a, a there's another glass case next to it if you want to check that too.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> in that glass case is a la- it's a like a larger wooden kitchen spoon. And there's a plaque on it that says Spoon of Digging.
3: What does so, he have also in like the actual bookcase?
1: Um, the actual bookcase is there are it's Like there, there's like a complete, a completed volume of, um, Don Quixote. Uh, it's like a first edition of Don Quixote. That's the entire, it's everything there. Um, Clara, you see that you're a, Clara, you're a librarian, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and you're obsessed with books. Uh, the this this volume of Don Quixote, you know, it's it's a first edition, um, and you're pretty sure it's worth more money than all four of you will make in your entire lifetimes. Um, there are different volumes of the King James Bible. Um, some of them you've never heard of. You've there are books there you've never heard before.
4: I'm gonna just kinda go through and I don't do I have a I don't have a backpack. Nope.
3: He's probably got one.
1: So he's got holsters and stuff here too, right? (laughs) Um So Texas he walks over to the first glass case with the two manuscript pages in it. And, I mean, it's in some writing. There are also illustrations on these. Um, and he presses a button next to it and a drawer slides open. And he says, I do have the translations if you're interested in Mr. Powers. And you, you just you glance, he's not going to let you have a full look at him, but you can tell these are English translations of those two pages.
3: Still waiting to uh, see what this trade is.
1: oh uh, well. Um. Alright. Okay. Alright. Well, we'll work something out. Um. Alright, who's buying guns? Me. What are you buying? Me. Okay, what do you want?
2: I just need two forty-fives, two derringers, and a carving
1: knife. All right. Okay, so you're putting them on the counter, and yeah. he walks over, and he is—he's tallying up two forty-fives. 45s. How many? Two derringers, I see. Hmm. And you said a knife.
2: Yeah, we're talking like a carving knife.
1: Carving—it's—it's
2: it's a combat knife, but it's carving knife is the what they call it in the book.
1: Or would that be like a bayonet or a dagger?
2: Kind of like a dagger. Okay,
1: I'm just working up. I'm looking at prices right here. Okay, I
2: was gonna say if you need the price, I got it right here.
1: <laughs> uh, no, I've got i have got another tab open altogether. For, uh, I got to uh, okay. call Cthulhu tab open with the prices. Uh. Mm -hmm. and I'm assuming you want some ammunition
2: I actually already have the ammo I just need the guns because my guns got fucking lost
1: (laughs) alright and what were you Ruth what were you buying what were you getting
0: I'm getting a 45
1: automatic or revolver
0: shit what did this just say automatic okay says 1911 so I yeah that's get yeah
1: it. that's the one's i care and um what else so one for uh, 45 automatic and what else
0: ammo, ammo for it and then i'm getting a knife as well okay
1: so he is standing there and he's the firearms and clara or texas are either one of you purchasing anything
4: Um, I'd like to get some ammunition for my double Derringer and my thirty-two revolver. Okay. If you have it. How much ammo can I get?
1: A hundred rounds. For both? Yeah. Well, I say, how much do you want is what I'm wondering. Um, I'll do the hundred. You do a hundred for both. Yep. Plenty. So, he, uh, you guys start stacking this up, and he is behind the counter, and he is tallying everything up. And he pulls out like a an ammo box you would note you would see in the military use, and he's placing the ammo, the boxes of ammo, in there. And he's looking Ruth up and down. I suppose you'd probably like to to wear your purchase out of the store this evening, huh?
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I put the sewing kit and the clothes
1: on the oh that's that's on the house kind of use the sewing kit. that's on the house um, he's doing all that and then while he's tallying it up his just nonchalantly while he's looking he's not even a you see him open a small drawer next to him and he pulls out a vial and a black case and he kind of pushes him to Ruth wasn't sure if this was something you'd be interested in or not you've got that look
0: No. No. Not at all.
1: Oh, oh, do they not know? And he slides it back into the drawer and closes it. All right. All right. You guys don't, don't worry about that. So
0: I think by, like, I'm going to look at you guys. I think by now you know that I was addicted to heroin. Okay. But I'm, I'm done with it. Okay. I'm done.
1: Um, Clara, while you were looking at the bookshelf, there were, there were, like I said, Bibles, some out-of-print books that you've recognized. There were also like ledgers with um newspaper clippings in them. Uh quite a few of them with just random one? newspaper clippings in them.
4: Can I pull one down and <laughs> sit and look
1: at it. Yeah. Yep. Um, and he kind of calls across the way. Um periodicals are to stay in the library those cannot be checked out and he he kind of gives you a wink like a dad joke wink um, so he's looking at everything and he's tallying and he said alright let's see firearms ammunition the box to carry them in local tax state tax <laughs> my restocking fee my service fee uh <laughs> all right uh, all together we're looking at about what let's say 240 dollars for you folks
2: i'm just gonna slam it on the table
1: do you have 240 dollars
2: I fucking
4: do All right. Do you have a backpack that
1: I can Alright so he can. He's counting it and he's looking At he's looking at you Morgan and he goes you know We can cut this price in half <coughs> If we can do a trade
2: What
1: do you want Well Texas Come here Oh head over there Okay so y- y- you guys are there Ruth Come here
0: I'm kind of like looking around as I go over there.
1: All right. um, So you guys over there and he pulls out a little on his scratch pad. He flips the page over and he's drawing a, he draws a, a symbol on that scratch pad. And then he takes the pencil and he, bam, pokes the palm of his hand down with the pencil and you see a bead of blood come up and he turns it over and he slams it on there and the three of you are just frozen in place and when we come back next time we'll talk about what's going to happen fuck you alright you guys have fun we'll talk at you next time hey guys thanks for tuning in to Call of Cthulhu Mythos Mysteries I'm going to do my best to fill Ariel's shoes and make everybody happy and scared at the same time. Uh, in the meantime, check out the show notes. We had a link to our Discord, which is an awesome community full of awesome people. Very open. Very nice. Um, and we've also got links to our store so you can buy some merch for all the different shows that we record. Uh, until then, we will see you next episode. Stay safe. Stay safe stay healthy, and most of all, keep your sanity in check. I love you guys.